see that with the vial. It looked like a vial of something. Doctor could be involved. Is this the best scene? It is good coffee. Coffee sounds good. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. We will uh, invite you to stand and worship with us whenever the uh, spirit moves you.
Some days I am too proud. 
Good morning, church. My name is Kate, and I am here to do the time where we talk about God sightings or where we have seen God in our lives this week. Um, when we open our mouths and give him praise, especially in a community like this, we can encourage others. And also in Revelation, it talks about defeating the enemy, too, with our words as we praise. So um, my praise, I'll start off just... Um, I um, am a therapist, as a lot of you guys know, and so there has been times where my clients, I see about half of my clients are following Jesus, and so when they come in and they're going through so much trauma, they're doing such a wrestle in my office about like, how can I believe that God is for me when all of this is happening, or like how I can't even see God when I'm asking. And so as a recipient of all that, I find myself then wrestling. And um, a client the other day who came in with so much trauma about a year ago now has a severe medical issue she's dealing with on top of all of the other stuff she came in with. And she said, I know that I can trust God and I have no idea what he's doing and why he's doing this. And it's like this grappling and we were, we've talked about in our devotion time and um, even in here I've mentioned it is this idea of these like dualities that you hold at the same time like this idea that God is trustworthy and, and he is for you and you have no idea how he can be sovereign and allow all this to happen, right? Like just that wrestle of who is God and how, and, and so anyways, as I've been wrestling with it, my testimony is that I believe that sometimes the scriptures are such an encouragement. So the scripture that really has spoken to me, um, both in our devotions in the morning with Bo um, and then also in our small group, we're in Luke. And the thing that stood out to me the other day was in Luke 7, where John's disciples um, were telling John, he was in prison, about all the things that Jesus was doing. And calling two of them, he sent them to the Lord to ask, are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? Now, it's interesting, because John the Baptist was with Jesus initially, and he saw the heavens open, and he heard God speak, saying, this is my son with whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him. So John the Baptist literally was in the presence of Jesus. He heard God's voice. The dove came to rest, and yet then months later, he was like, wait, are you the one, or is there somebody else? And the men came to Jesus, and they said that, are you the one? And Jesus, at that very time, had cured many diseases, sicknesses, and evil spirits, and gave sight to many who were blind. So he replied to the messengers, go back and report to John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. So Jesus' response is, to, is, is a gentle response to John. Um, but it's interesting, he goes on later at the end of that, and he says, he's talking to his disciples, and he says, I tell you, among those born of women, there is no greater than John. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Jesus is saying the greatest person born is John, and yet John saw his power and then doubted him months later when he wasn't with Jesus. And I thought, well, if, God, if Jesus says John is a great man, even in John's doubt, then it was such an encouragement to me at that time to be like, John doubted, and he was with Jesus, and he heard God from heaven speak. And so those moments when I'm doubting are like, Lord, like how can you let all of that I hear about or see, or like we turn on the news and it's like, Lord, who, where are you? And I used to think like, no, 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 if my faith is strong enough, like I won't question that. 
And then it was such an encouragement to me, just even reading that John questioned it, who was in the literal physical presence of Jesus all the time. And so I just want to test thank you for the flawed people in the Bible who make it normal for us to feel flawed or for us to question or for us to be angry in the presence of people's pain. So that's what I wanted to testify today. And it looks like Jackie wants to testify to something else. So I'll come back to you, Jackie. Oh, are you supposed to come for the video? Is she supposed to come up? Okay. Before I start my testimony, I want to start out with a joke. Okay, what did zero say to eight? Nice, nice belt. I, I've all, I'm all, I've been having kind of a problem. You see, I've been trying to reach out to Dave Kane. I've, I haven't heard from him in such a long time, and whenever I try to call him or text him, he doesn't respond. I mean, what's up with that? Do you want to thank God for something? Yeah, 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 but that, that was like my problem. That was like one of my problems. But I just want to thank God for all the beautiful changing leaves this fall. Thank you for sharing, Jackie. Thank you for always being the first to volunteer to break the ice. Anyone else have something? It can be a simple, oh, okay. So one of the big messages we've been getting from our pastors has been, uh, are you hearing from God? And if you hear from God, you know, what can you do, you know, speak that word? So last night, um, well, I should back up. We went to Ireland on a pilgrimage, and one of the things we talked about as we enter these sacred places, we had this prayer. And one of them, phrases in the prayer was being fully present uh, to whatever it is that God's doing. So last night we had Jenny Podzinski with us. She's an American Baptist missionary to Thailand working um, in uh, a, a place where women rescued from sex trafficking have been, uh, not women, girls, uh, have been brought into this residential facility, and she's been ministering and, you know, helping that whole ministry going. Well, she's just came back on home assignment. She's actually speaking in Birmingham today. But she was with us, and she was sharing some things, and it was like, the Lord gave me a word to say about that prayer that as she's going through this stuff, some of the things that you were talking about, those challenges about being fully present in that moment, because that God's going to show up and do something in that moment. So being fully present, Ginny stopped. She went to her purse and pulled out her journal, and she said, on the way over here, she was driving from Western Michigan. She'd stopped at a Panera, and she'd been reflecting on what God was saying. And the last words she wrote were, be fully present. And it was like, God gave me a word which confirmed to her the word God was giving her. And, and I just want to say, you know, the pastors have been encouraging us to do this. I got encouraged just by seeing, you know, that, that when I, I spoke, God was doing something bigger uh, with all of us. And so when you hear that word, share it. Awesome encouragement. Thank you. Uh, this may take me hard to get through. Um, 
my mother moved to Colorado 10 years ago when she was 95. <laughs> um, and I've been out there a few times since, but couldn't get to see her last year because of COVID. She was in assisted living. Um, so Angela and I were going to go out there for her birthday was uh, July 28th. She, she turned 105. So Angela and I were going to go out there July, didn't happen. August, didn't happen. September, didn't happen. So finally we got out there. We drove out there last Tuesday, got there Wednesday. So our Thursday, first time in two years, um, and it just so happens that a, um, my niece had arranged for hospice to come interview her to see if they could help her. Um, and the hospice nurse says, well, other than being 105, she doesn't really qualify. <laughs> She's not sick. Um, and she couldn't hear and she couldn't see. I mean, you had to get real close to her to talk to her. Uh, but just to give you an indication how sharp she was, she, you know, she, the nurse asked her, what's your social security? Do you know your social security number? She went bang, 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 bang. She knew it. Um, well, so we had dinner later that night. Angela and I did something else Friday. Um, we we're going to go over there Saturday. Saturday morning, my, she passed away. Uh, peacefully in her own bed. So, but we got to see her for, you know, first time in two years. So, uh, it's been tough for the last week or so. But I just wanted to pass that along. Sorry for your loss, but what, how amazing that you got to be with her the last few days. Hi, church family. I uh, was talking last week about steering the ship and how I'm always trying to do that, especially when I'm going through trying times and selling a home, trying to buy a new one. Well, this last past week, um, my co-pilot, Jesus, that's sitting in the seat next to me, I have literally let steer the ship completely. And in this week, he sold my house, uh, zero negotiations. Um, it was inspected within three days and again, cleared nothing, hurdles. A house that I wanted had gone off before I could get there, uh, suddenly repopulated because the deal fell through and we got the deal. And those are the kind of things that happen when I let God and Jesus sitting next to me run the ship. And I'm just so thankful for that and just wanted to express my thanks and gratitude. Thank you for sharing. Anybody else? Jenny. Hi, I just got back from a trip to St. Louis, Missouri, where I'm from. My daughter took me for a week to see some dear friends, one of whom is quite ill, and I don't know if I'll ever see her again. So my daughter took me, and it was a wonderful, wonderful trip. But when we came back and we went to get our car, um, she could not find her car keys. And she thought she had left them in the rental car back in St. Louis. She searched everywhere and she didn't have them. 
And so we had the, the shuttle driver take us to a, a hotel that was across the street. And then she said, we'll call Uber. Well, I've never used Uber, and I'm sort of suspicious about that. But anyway, she said, we'll call Uber. And they came, and it was only $28 from the airport back to Royal Oak. And we asked, the sh I said to the shuttle driver, would you want to drive us to Royal Oak? <laughs> and he said, if I wasn't working, I would. <laughs> I said, okay. But anyway, um, the Uber driver, we were telling him our story, and he said, don't, um, don't think it's a bad thing. He said, God may have kept you from something really bad. Um, and he said, God works in ways like this that we don't understand. And he kind of gave us this whole um, thing, which, which shocked me, you know. And I thought, why am I not that bold most of the time? But anyway, and I felt like maybe I just we just needed to meet him. So he was so kind, and it was just um, made us think. So then this, my grandson's just telling me she just found the keys in an outside pocket of her purse. So she's got to get someone to take her to the airport, and then they have to bring both cars back. And the thing with that, too, it's not really her car. Her car's in the shop. It's a dealer car that they had lent her. So we didn't know if were they going to have to rekey it or something. We didn't know if they had an extra set of keys. I don't know. It was it was so upsetting. But this guy saying this, um, he was from a, a, one of the islands. I don't know. And we when we got in the car, he was on the phone speaking French. So he wasn't. Um, I don't know. I didn't wouldn't have expected this from him. But he and then he went on to tell us other situations where God can be in control, and it looks like something bad is happening, but he's saving you from something. So anyway, I was just, I was encouraged by that, and, um, and we did get home safely. So, but it was just, it was just weird, but it was okay, you know, nothing terrible happened. It cost an extra $28, but you know, we're, we're okay. So, um, and so I'm not afraid of Uber anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Anybody else? All right. Well, oh, we got one in the way back. Get my steps in. Good morning, church. I'm here to testify that God is just still so good. I can't see, I'm fogging up here. Um, I keep waiting to be let down. I keep waiting for the shoe to drop or something to go wrong because everything has continued to go wrong. But in the middle of this process, we're seeing the end and the finish line. And for every question, there keeps being an answer. For every need, there keeps being the the need gets met and last night i was just thinking oh no dinner we were you know meal train is done and it's like okay we got to figure it out we're moving things out now and someone texted me so your meal train is up do you need dinner and i was like i kind of thought about it but i didn't even ask god for it and he still met that need and before i could even speak it he knew it before I could think it, he had it already ready for me. And we have leftovers, so that's two dinners, which is great. Um, so God likes to provide, and he likes to provide abundantly. 
and he likes to be generous with us and he calls us his little flock and that has sat with me this week in home and in things and he's not done raising me yet he's not done working on me yet and he's going to keep providing and he is going to keep being good no matter how hard this is and that's my testimony this morning is that god is so good no matter where you are ask for help he will send it he will be with you and the answer may not be what you want or you may have to wait we've waited a very long time but he has not let us down i keep looking for it but god just keeps proving to me that he is a good good father thank you okay next maddie's gonna come up and gonna share We'll see if her son cooperates during this. Thank you. I thought he would have fallen asleep by now, but he did not. Um, so he might grab the mic. Okay, so I'm here to talk about crew boxes of love. We've participated with this in the past, um, helping provide Thanksgiving meals to families in need um, in Detroit. And so, um, I'll give a little status report. So last year, um, we partnered with other churches in the area and, and um, were able to provide, along with other churches, 1,500 turkeys and Aldi gift cards to families in need in Detroit. So awesome, well done guys, so exciting. Um, and so I wanted to, um, oh, sorry, my notes keep moving. Um, yeah, and through this, there were four, 1,462 opportunities uh, for people to share their faith as they distributed the boxes, and um, 165 people indicated decisions to receive Christ. So praise God for meeting, yeah, meeting physical needs and spiritual needs uh, as they go. And so um, I wanted to just share a story from that. Um, so here's a, a story from that. Uh, as we all know, the pandemic has hit lots of families very hard. We delivered the baskets with some additional items to a young family, man, woman, and two children. They were happy with anticipation for our arrival. When we got to the home, they were just anticipating the turkey and nothing else. We set the items on the porch and stepped back to discuss uh, the gospel video that they had shared and, um, and if they had any immediate needs that they needed to be prayed for. They asked for prayer for open doors for resources as they were struggling to make ends meet. After they prayed, they opened the envelope with the gift card and they screamed and hollered with excitement as they saw the gift card. They asked um, if they needed to wait to use it and they were told they didn't and they ran out to get dinner for that night. Um, and so it was a big hit. Um, they were able to get things that their family specifically needed. Um, and so, yeah, we don't know what will happen this year, but we get an opportunity um, to join again um, in helping uh, meet needs of families in Detroit. So as you can see, some of the details on the screen. Um, so in light of the continuing pandemic, we're gonna do the Aldi gift cards again with turkeys. Um, so it's $43, you can go online to give, um, and that covers uh, turkey. Um, a Bible, a gospel, Bible, gospel track. He's going to turn it off. Um, and the Aldi gift card. And so you can go to that link there. Um, or if you want to give via check, you can come and talk to me as well. And I can help you with that. So thanks for considering it. 
um, really exciting to see what God does. More announcements. Thanks, Maddie. So good morning, church. Right on. It's, it's nice to hear it uh, in person. Uh, so welcome to Genesis. Uh, those of you that are online, either via Zoom or uh, Facebook, welcome to you as well, and welcome to everybody who's here in per person. Um, you can see this thing hanging off the side of my face here. It's okay to be in here with the masks off, but we want to remind folks, when you're outside in the, the common areas, please be sure to, to wear your masks. Um, you know, a lot of help for the children who may not be vaccinated and whatnot, so um, always good to wear your mask. And um, helpful hint, if you forget your mask at home and have to turn around and go back and get it, don't send your wife in after your mask, so she will show up with a ch child-sized mask when you don't have any kids. So, yeah, you figure it out. Ask Abby during uh, connection time. <laughs> so, um, actually, right now would be a great time no time like the present, uh, to go to genesisthechurch.org and um, follow the text you receive to fill out the digital green card or scan the QR code, which I believe will be coming up on the screen any moment here. And if you didn't get that text, uh, please text Genesis Texts, that's G-E-N-E-S-I-S-T-E-X-T-S, -E -E got it right, to 94000. So again, if you want to receive announcements via text, uh, please please um, contact that number on the screen here. Uh, so you know we've been talking for weeks and, and years about um, the, the the missionary work that we promote as a church and, and endeavor to, to you know listen to the voice of God in and and just you know be missionaries whether or not it's in our own families in our own neighborhoods or out in um, the world in, in general. Well, well that work is is needs to be undergirded by by serious prayer. And so um, we've got Dan here. Dan, raise your hand. Dan Buttry, hey. Um, he's putting together a team of serious prayer warriors who would commit to weekly prayers for specific needs for our compassion partners. You can say more than one. Thanks for the clarification. Convenience, we're here for you. Um, so, so see Dan after the service if you'd like uh, to ask more questions or email or text as well. And so again, this is for people that are really committed to intercession um, as it relates to missionary work. Um, so also, our 2021-2022 budget has been released for you to review. You can find it on our website, under resources, or you can have it received if you subscribe to our text messages. Already talked about the text messages, please sign up. If you have questions, please join us today following the services, service in the conference room, and we'll be affirming the budget next Sunday. So please look into that over this upcoming week. And then in a couple weeks is one of my favorite holidays, uh, Halloween. So we'll be doing, yeah, there you go. Yeah, right on. So we'll be doing um, lunch after service on Halloween day. So that's two weeks from now. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be outside, so wear your jackets. And Bo, you didn't let me know. Are we supposed to dress up for church or dress up after church? Or should I have not said this at all? Oh, you heard it. Do whatever you want. There you go. 
So anyhow, bring, bring a dish and um, be passing it around and, and have some good fellowship after, after the service on Halloween Sunday. So um, with that, the part that we all know and love, please stand up, greet your neighbors, get to know one another, and um, talk amongst yourselves. Thank you. <laughs> well, good morning. Welcome again. We're going to be taking communion today, too, uh, so if you're on Zoom and you want to go grab some elements at home, whatever you have, right? So grab a piece of bread, some milk, some juice, some water, whatever it is, but we'll be, we'll be gathering that today, and we'll be taking it in, in here. I have not, we have not gotten new elements. It's going to be okay. So we're going to take these again today. Jesus does taste good. Taste and see. This does not, right? But if it does today, then we've witnessed a miracle, right? 
So let it be, Lord. Um, so, uh, for the, uh, boy, who's pumped that budget came out? Woo! Awesome, right? And um, there, if you want to sit around, you want to come, you want to come be part of that discussion. Uh, it's right after this. It's being affirmed. Oh, we talked. I forgot why I even brought that up. Uh, thank you for your continued giving for supporting the ministry with, of this community and of each other. We know that many people have adjusted their giving to make that digital or to give online. Uh, there's a drop box in the back if you want to drop a gift in there. Thank you. God provides. God always provides. So whether you're trying to fund an operational budget within a church, a budget within a family, a budget from with a business, a budget for a new home, right? a budget of a missionary, there's enough. There's enough. Our God knows how to provide. And we trust him for that. There, God knows to provide for rides and car keys. So may we be able to um, posture ourselves, take a deep breath, and receive from the Lord today. So pray with me. So God, thank you that you are generous. God, thank you for your provision. You know how to meet needs. And so the needs that are present here, meet them. Those who, come, who have come in with the weight of their need. With their need... Um, meets them in the middle of the night, wakes them from their sleep. Holy Spirit, meet them now. Come, Holy Spirit. Bring your healing. Bring breath for those who have not had it. For our neighbors that are in need, Lord, meet it. For the blocks where we live and the cities that we live in that are in need, God, come and meet it. For the states and our country that is in need, God, come and meet it. For other countries that are in need, dealing with poverty or sickness or corruption here and abroad, God, come and meet it. Bring your flourishing, bring your kingdom, Jesus. We pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So I loved the word this morning. So Dan was like, his word yesterday, like, be present, right? And so even this morning, uh, we gather for connection here. Connection with one another, and we've been hearing those stories. We gather for connection with Jesus, but we're organizing around connection. That was one of the things that was hard to do with COVID, right? And, and still hard to do at some, but we want to connect. And so in that, oh, let's be present, present to the Holy Spirit and present to each other. Take a minute to be, the one thing that actually slows down time, presence. And so may we invite the Holy Spirit to be present this morning, that we would, that we would know it, that we would be aware, that we would be present to the Spirit who's among us, right? So Holy Spirit, come. Come and be present. Come and allow us to be present with racing minds and beating hearts and ideas and thoughts that continue to push in, distractions and thoughts from later today. I mean, but God, let us be present with you, with one another, to see each other and to be with you.
Come, Holy Spirit. Amen. Talking about a value, and again, uh, we got this chalkboard out there, and it's written on there, what are you hearing from God? And we believe that God is always speaking, and you had the chance to kind of hear it. God was speaking through the circumstances of life and through drivers, right? Uber drivers and speaking through just whispering to us and missionaries and through God's provision, but God's speaking. And we would love for you to continue to write down what you're hearing. It's one of the things we believe. God's going to speak to us, right? Get our attention for our good and good of others. Last week we discussed, and Nate was sharing about um, Jesus inviting himself to Zacchaeus' house, right? I need to eat with you. And we were discussing that in one of the groups. And I was, Harvest was invited to a birthday party. And I, wa- and I wasn't planning to go, right? I was going to drop him off and leave. But I had asked, and I was like, oh, am I supposed to stay or go, right? And you parents, you're like, what are you supposed to do here? I didn't know. And like, hey, you can, you can stay or you can go, right? And I felt like the Lord was saying, stay, right, and, um, and be with them, eat with them, right? That's what Jesus said in Luke 10. He was like, hey, whatever they put, bring your peace, eat and drink what is before you, and be there. So I went in, and I went to the birthday party, and had a beer, and had a shot of tequila, and then I stopped, right, and <laughs> had a sloppy joe, and, right, and it was just going to be present, right? Like, okay, they've invited me into their home with their friends and their family to be with them and to celebrate their boy, right? And it's so interesting. I don't know what Jesus was doing, but he, it was clear. Jesus was saying, hey, be there. Be there. And love them, right? And it was nothing profound. Right? That doesn't sound very profound. You might even say that actually sounds kind of off, right? But yet it was like, be there. And who knows what Jesus is doing, but may we hear again in those simple ways. It brings a lot of joy to hear from God and to obey, right? Especially when obeying is just eating a sloppy joe, right? So today, we, I want to talk, we've been talking about our values, and last week's values were missionaries, right? That God is sending us into the homes of people, right? In order to share the love of Jesus, just to our being and our presence, to be, for God to, to be known, and for us as ambassadors of Jesus to, to long for restoration, to seek and to search for the lost. That was about, and today, I want to talk about a value that doesn't exist, We've been praying, and every quarter, every three or four months, we look at values because values drive us. They're the language of who we are and what we do. They drive us towards action, right? They move us towards a common language into a picture of who we're going to be. And as the elders and the staff, every three, three, three months, we look at the values and say, is this true? Is there something missing? And we kept on getting a sense that maybe, maybe there was um, something missing. And so I'm not sure. So I want to share with you some language of a value that has yet to exist that we've agreed upon. And I want to share it for you to discern of God's spirit to say, for you in your heart and your soul to say, yes. This is, this is who we are. This is, this is how Jesus is inviting us to live. This is how I want to live. If we're going to have the life, the divine life of God, this is how we should live. And so um, I invite you to sit with it, to confirm it, to wrestle with it. 
if you don't like it, to let us know. Hey, I don't, I don't like it. It feels weird. Because what of a value is, is not aspirational. It's saying, no, this is how we live. And so with that, let's, let's be in tune to the Spirit of Jesus. So this is the hypothetical value, but it's called mending the world. And so here's the statement. God's plan is to mend the broken world through Jesus. We join in God's work to bring justice, reconciliation, mercy, and shalom, which means wholeness or peace, upon the earth until Jesus returns in ultimate triumph over brokenness. So would you read it aloud with me? Let's read it again. God's plan is to mend the broken world through Jesus. We join in God's work to bring justice, reconciliation, mercy, and shalom upon the earth until Jesus returns in ultimate triumph over brokenness. So that's the, that's the value. And it can feel big and overarching and that, but yet it kind of pushes it against maybe a kind of mindset or an idea like this. Have you ever heard the expression, it's all going to hell in a handbasket? Right? And that, that idea has this thing, you know what? Everything's just getting worse. It's going to hell. Wash your hands of it and be done. There was this line in this movie that has always grabbed my attention, right? And the, it was in the late 90s, and the line is this. It's no use. You're just polishing the brass on the Titanic. <laughs> right? Like that idea, it's futile. Right? Oh, why, why would you polish? Why would you be like, hey, go do this work and, and clean up this stuff if it's all just going to be annihilated and burned up? Some had that perspective that, that, that that's what's going to happen, right? Like, everything's going to get destroyed. We're going to go to these clouds, right? And we're going to have these, like, harps and wings or whatever sort of <laughs> weird images we have raised on and talked about. But yet that is not the story. When God revealed what was happening and going to happen through Jesus, through the prophets, his own revelation, that's not the picture. It's not annihilation. It's renewal. An ultimate renewal. Right? This, this picture of God going to make everything new. Now, sometimes when you hear the word new, you think, oh, the old's gone, it's going to be annihilated, and now something new is going to come. But this, the word is the same word can be renewed. Have any of you been renewed? Where the old is gone and new has come? For those of you who have tasted of Jesus at different moments when you're like, oh, I experienced new life. And this continues to happen. So this is the value that is believing that there is this grander picture of what is going to come that we're invited to participate in this cosmic renewal 
that God is doing and going to do that will be finalized. And that what we do is not in vain. It is not polishing the brass on the Titanic. And so, let me just share what the writers of the scriptures have said, just to give us, um, none of us know, right? Like, we're, we're, we're doing our best to figure out how do we live? And, and how does pers- our perspective of the future affect our living today? And so, um, test this. You have the Spirit of God within you to teach you. And so let's allow the Spirit of God within us to teach us, to confirm this, and to invite all those truths to impact our living today. So um, a a few months ago, we were sharing this story, right? The big story of of what God has done to bring salvation, and it was the three circles. And for those of you who remember that story, the story starts with this reality of our world being broken. Right? And we all know that. Man, this world is broken. But yet God didn't create the world broken. He created the world good. With love at the center, God at the center, wholeness. But the world became broken through sin, through our own rebellion to God. And it created this great riff of brokenness. And humanity's been trying to restore that brokenness, right? To find renewal and restoration. They've tried to do that through education. They've tried to do that through comfort. They've tried to do that through increased income. They've tried to do that through self-help. They've tried to do that through all sorts of things in order to truly have an answer for the brokenness and the fracturing of peace. Do you remember the first time your peace was fractured? There's a therapist named Dan Allender, and he says, hey, every one of us has had our peace fractured. And typically it happens earlier than we would like to remember. Typically it happens earlier than we had wished for our own children. We think that maybe we could protect them from it, right? But their peace, their shalom, they experience brokenness. Do you remember when you experienced brokenness? When you were actually able to see it and say, that's not right. What is that, right? Where it brought in immense disruption. You may not remember feeling it, but you, you might remember the wake of it, right? I was three and a half in the divorce of my parents, right? The disruption of a father in the house and then gone, right? The peace broken, the conflict there. Uh, uh, The conflict and the absence of a voice in a relationship, right? It was broken. It wasn't meant to be that. And it was gone. Do you remember when yours was broken? Happened sooner than we'd like. That brokenness, and we've all looked for answers for those things, right? But the only answer that really was the one where Jesus steps in, right? Where Jesus comes to not allow us to remain in our brokenness, not to, not to keep us there in our brokenness. It's this doorway out of brokenness to give us the divine life. Offers us the divine life for those who trust in Jesus and his love that goes underneath our brokenness. That goes, that goes 
further down than the one who has fallen the lowest, who has sunk into death more than anyone else. How deep have you sunk in your brokenness? How deep did you go into death? Because Jesus goes under us all in his death so that he can raise us up to life, that those who would trust in him for life, to raise us into divine life out of the brokenness, to breathe upon us the adoption of sons and daughters. Right? That's beautiful news. Those who would trust in that love, in that redemption, in that forgiveness, who would say yes to it, that somehow our hearts would say yes to it and receive it. Like almost like we were receiving breath to breathe this in life. And that raises us into this, the divine life of God. Not by our doing, but by the gift of God. As we turn from our own way, on our own attempts to make our way out of brokenness and say yes to Jesus to be our way. Through his death and resurrection. And when Jesus raises us to this divine life, right? He then sends us into the world, into the broken world, and to, and to be a voice of hope, a voice of restoration to say, go into the broken world with the love of God. Go with the hope of Jesus. Go with the love of God and the renewal of all things. Step in there. That's the gospel. So the minting the world is a part of our good news. And this value is really about justice. And justice is restoring peace and shalom in every area of society. So today I just want to touch on this, but in November, we're going to teach on the text um, in Matthew, Matthew 23, 23, where Jesus is speaking to a really religious group of people, uh, um, right? They're the most religious in the time of Jesus' day. And he says, hey, you've gotten these really weird things right on the dot. Right? These really super religious stuff. Like you, you, you give a percentage of your herbs that grow in your garden to God. And you don't miss a speck of it. But you've missed the weightier things. Justice, mercy, and faithfulness. The weightier things. And so we think that this is about those weightier things. And so we're going to talk about that in November, so we're going to keep going into this. So, but this is about justice. In 2 Peter, verses 3 to 13, here's Peter. He's describing what's to come, and he says that we are looking forward to the new heavens and the new earth that has been promised, a world filled with God's righteousness, that there is going to be this renewed universe that's going to become. This idea is also mentioned in Isaiah about this new universe where it says words like this, the lion and the lamb will lie together. Right? The weapons, that will, the weapons that we're used to use to bring destruction and that will be broken down and it'll be used for harvesting. That's the kind of new universe that is there. In Revelation, at the end, the prophecy of John, the disciple of Jesus, was given. And at the close of the book, in, in Revelation 21, it says this, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the old heaven and the old earth had, had disappeared. And the sea was also gone. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a loud shout on the throne saying, Look, 
God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eye and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. And the one sitting on the throne said, look, I'm making everything new. He saw this picture, right? A new heaven and a new earth and Jerusalem coming down. To where? To the earth. This renewed idea, these renewed things, not annihilated, but a renewal where everything is made new. Romans 8 says, but with eager hope, the creation, which is everything, looks forward to the day when it joins God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. For we know that all creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up into this present time when it will be renewed. When it will be renewed. Now you hear all these and you think, okay, well, yeah, Jesus is, in a later day is going to do all this instantaneously. Right? So we don't, we're not supposed to try to, we're not supposed to be a part of that. Right? And that's what Jesus is going to do. That's God doing that. We can't do that. Are you trying to put that on us? Mm, no. Yes. All right? <laughs> yes, and. Yes. Jesus is going to make everything new in his return. Every bit of decay, everything will be put to an end. Right? Culmination of an eye. They say, we will, we will take on a new physicality. What will that be? I don't know. I have not experienced that kind of new physicality. But I have experienced renewal. I do think the invitation is for us to join with what God is doing now. Because God is just not waiting into a future time to bring this renewal that God is wanting to raise the sort of the first fruits of this new life and invite us to participate and as a sign of what is fully going to come, not as a burden, not as a duty, but as joy, getting to see and taste newness right now, to experience and taste the taste of God's kingdom, which is good. God is not going to annihilate everything. He's going to renew everything. And I believe that we're invited as we walk with Jesus to join in that. Jesus is going to do that work. But we're invited to join him. 1 Corinthians has this whole chapter on the resurrection of the dead. And it says, hey, you're going to take on these new bodies. It's the, uh, if, you, if you're interested in the things of being raised from the dead and what happens, 1 Corinthians 15 is probably the most uh, descriptive chapter in the Bible that talks about this. But it ends with this. But thank God. He gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. So, my brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. 
always work enthusiastically for the Lord. For you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. Whatever you do for the Lord is not in vain. Right? This is an invitation to say, nothing for the Lord is useless or in vain. Be enthusiastic of joining with what God is doing. So this is about mending the world and seeing what God is doing in this world right now. Or he's at work. And we see it. We get glimpses of it, right? We get little tastes of it, what God is doing in the world. We heard it this morning. What God is doing in Uber drivers, trying to encourage people who have lost their keys. What God is doing through his beloved sons and daughters who want to take food to those who need around Thanksgiving and just bless them and share the love of Jesus, right? With those who don't have enough to eat. What God is doing with people who would give their lives in the sex trade in order to bring freedom to those who have been enslaved and trapped. What God is doing in those who are doing that work and telling them to be present and giving them gifts to sustain them. What God is doing for those in, in their homes whose homes are filled with mold and bringing um, restitution and bringing hope through love and people stepping in. Right? Do we not hear all of these things? And some of these things you feel like they're small, right? Yeah, but they're what, what God is doing and in inviting us to join him in what he's doing. God inviting me to love the families of my son at his school, to receive their invitations, go into their home, be with them, right? Offer peace and hope and be present there. God inviting us to step into foster care. Are people here into that, right? God inviting us to befriend and to love those who found themselves in really scary situations. There are pregnancy that they don't know what to do with because they don't have the funds, the social networks and support. God wanting to step into areas of systemic racism, poverty, homelessness, disruption in families. It's a mending. Where, where, where is the peace of Jesus not needed? And where are you sensing the Lord inviting you to join him? God is not asking you to go someplace without the Spirit of God and where the Spirit isn't leading. God isn't asking you to do something big so that God can be happy with you. God loves you. You're his sons and daughters adopted into his family. But God is mending the world and going to mend it. And he's inviting the sons and daughters to go with him. Right? To step with him. I know part of that, I know that, that, that Jesus have invited Sharon into things that deal with our environment and air quality as a way of mending the world. Right? Caring for the creation of God. For those of you who have asthma and those impoverished areas, you know that the rates of asthma are massive and breathing issues in the areas that are more poor. Right? 
It's not good for anyone or any living thing. Right? And so this is stepping in to mend. No more disease, right? No more death. And so we join with Jesus in that work in order to proclaim peace into these places where there is not in the name of Jesus. Do you sense Jesus inviting you? Have you heard that whisper to join Jesus in doing a mending work? This is not about you doing the heavy lifting. This is just about you saying yes. That yes is the same simple yes of me going into that house. It's the same thing. Where is it Jesus is saying, hey, I'm ahead of you here. I want to do something. Come with me. Come with me. Come with me in this. Let me offer life. That's what the Spirit is whispering. Let me do this work. But will you step into it with me? This is the invitation we believe that we're being invited to. Where do you sense the Holy Spirit? Does this seem true for you? Is the Spirit been inviting you to step into amending? And say yes. If not, here's the good news. We have a God who cares about all these things. Right? He cares about refugees. He cares about the impoverished. He cares about the mentally ill. He cares about all these systems and structures and all these places, every area. He cares about the universe. And he says that there's going to be a cosmic renewal of everything. And that just doesn't wait. It invites us to join us, us to join him in it. The Jewish brothers and sisters have this concept that says this. They say, if you, um, if you save one life, it's as if you've saved the whole world. If you take one life, it's as if you've killed the whole world. Right? Because it's this, this overwhelming idea of multiplication. Right? And so this idea of renewal is, is not so much about that we've got to make something awesome happen. It's allowing the Spirit of God to do what the Spirit of God's going to do. But we're believing that God wants to do something, wants to bring that renewal. We may not understand why or how, but we go with Him in it. That's what we're sensing. And so... Submit to the Spirit. Listen with that. Does it resonate with you? Is this a value that we are wanting to live, to pursue, to embrace, to encourage each other towards? Is this where we want to hold each other up and encourage each other to go into those places, to do that kind of work? It, it will be called labor, right? Oh, but it is like the good work that the Lord has invited us to do with the Spirit doing the heavy lifting. So Holy Spirit, would you come and whisper to us, we praise you that you are the God who does 
who, who will, can, will and that is and that can intervene in every nook and cranny of society, in every place, Lord. And we see places that need your renewal, that need new life, that need this. And we say, go, Jesus, go. Go, Holy Spirit, into those places. And maybe that's us. It is us. And Lord, let that be us too. But Spirit, awaken us. Let us not be afraid. Let it not be moved by guilt, by shame or duty, but by your invitation to say, come with me. Come with me. Let you see heaven kissing earth. Let you see the kingdom of God. So, Lord, let us hear your invitation for that journey. Amen. We're going to sing a song, and we're going to take communion. And so, if you want to grab the, the elements back in there... Uh, if you need one, just raise your hand. What's so beautiful about these things? These are, that Jesus said, take and eat this. This is me. This is the divine life. It's found in me, nowhere else. And so we're talking about, we're talking about many of the world. It's like, oh, no, no, no. This is not on our own. This is not outside of the sovereignty and the goodness and the power of God. Without the life of God, this doesn't happen. But yet Jesus has came, he saved us from sin for something else, right? For that we might be a new people, priests and priestesses in service to God and to one another. And he offers us the divine life. Real food that nourishes us. Real food that fuels us for this journey. We cannot mend the world in our strength. That is not something, that's like, none of us want to do that. It's like when Moses was like, God, I'm not going to go off into this other land, into Canaan, unless you go before us. And so Jesus was like, let me be in you. Let me fuel you with the divine life. The divine life of Jesus. Nourishing you, forgiving you, empowering you, leading you into every nook and cranny of society where Jesus is going. May it be. And so with that, let us receive that from Jesus. Let us receive for the weary, for the weak, for the sinner, for the broken, right? for the perfectionist, for the anxious, for the Pharisee, for the judgmental. Receive the life of Jesus. Receive his mending. Right? And then may you be able to share that comfort with others. So let's start. Thank you, God, for your broken body for us. Thank you, Jesus. You love us. You renew us. You're renewing us. We praise you for Greg's 105-year-old mom, right? That, that we know 
of the resurrection of the dead. She is not in that body anymore, but there will be a renewed body at your coming. And she will take on new animated life. Praise you for that, God. We thank you that you can fuel us, that you, with the divine life in us today. And so, God, we say no to every other way out of brokenness, life everywhere else that we've tried to pursue it, every distraction that we have gone after just trying to numb ourselves. It doesn't work, and we know it. Let us say yes to you. Thank you for the divine life that you offer us. Brothers and sisters, let's eat. Jesus as a sign of a new covenant, this new relationship that has been shed in his blood. Open it up, right? The wine. God, we praise thee for the forgiveness of sin. There is no condemnation in you. There's no uh, invitation towards performance, right? This is not about getting it right or the gold star. It's about receiving. God's gift, God's love. But knowing that Jesus has the authority to forgive sins and they're forgiven. Man, that relationship is secure. It is secure. We praise you for that God that you call us sons and daughters. We drink it, God. As knowing a time will come when we will be invited to drink at your table, face to face with you. You welcome us. Sharing a cup and sharing a meal with you. It's part of your family. Fuel us with this drink, Lord. To know that divine life is offered not only to us, but to others. May we drink. Amen.
Hallelujah. Thank you, Andrew. Hey, thanks for being with us um, today. We look for your feedback and stuff like that. We've got a ton of pumpkins out in the lobby. We did a pumpkin painting thing yesterday. And so, do you have neighbors who would like pumpkins? 
is there other co-workers? We, we want you to take those and love people in your neighborhood, family, in your own home, your kids. You could paint pumpkins in your neighborhood. You could, but we've got a ton of them next to the garden desk, and we would love for those to get used. And so they're fair game. Take a box. Take ten. Take one. Take two. Uh, but who, who might the Lord even be like, something as simple as a pumpkin could just express just love and kindness and care invitation so um if that's a tool for you to love some neighbors or to be loved yourself or for your own family grab a pumpkin if you'd like to stay for the budget meeting that's going to be in the conference room anybody it will be filmed and so if you want to watch the recording of that you certainly can if you're having some late night sleeping issues and stuff we'll we'll get that to you um but i was even thinking as i was sitting there a part of mending the world means that we're going to pray for the sick, right? As people, all the time, right? We live in a mending. And so, may you take hope in that, and if you've come, like, hey, I'll take that right now. Um, as we dismiss, just pop up here. I know Dan and Sharon are right here. I'll pray for some sick. Anybody else you're just like, yeah, I love that. Um, stick around, and we'll pray, for, we'll pray for anybody who's like, yeah, I'm sick. I'd love to be prayed for. God bless you. Have a great Sunday. We hope to see you next week.
Hey, all. Howdy, people. What's up, party people? <laughs> Only the cool kids are allowed into this thing. You know it. Only the cool kids. Okay. You're going to need to be quiet. Can you guys see that? Yes. Okay. Sorry, the lobby's noisy. Um, oh, and we're recording. All right. I'm just gonna go ahead and get started. I don't have anybody here with me. So we will just um, go through this and then we will share it if anybody wants to hear what we talked about. So I'll just start from the beginning. Um, so our overall budget for 2022 has increased by $9,165. Sorry, I should be more specific. Our overall giving budget, um, which um, averages out to $763 extra per month for the fiscal year of 22. Um, we have a goal of 40 new giving units this year. Uh, which would be 10 per quarter. Our building income has increased by $28,025, um, which averages out to $2,335 per month. We are speaking with a few homeschooling groups and other uh, outside groups interested in using our building. We also have the list below who are currently using our building. And we have started a partnership with Park Stash, uh, which we utilized during the Dream Cruise. And we use on non-business hours to um, use our parking lot as a paid parking area. So those are major revenue sources for 21-22. Our expenses, um, here is a breakdown of the major changes. Um, so our salaries at the budgeted amount 
will remain the same as last year. Um, our current year end is projected to be less than our budgeted amount, mainly be, uh, specifically because our hourly employees have not used their full allotment of hours every month. Um, so for 21-22, we budgeted for all our hourly employees to use their total amount of hours every pay period. Uh, we also have an open position on our communications team, um, which we will be pursuing in the next three months. Uh, we budgeted for our medical insurance to increase by 4% in the last two years. That was the highest increase of the two years, but we will not know until um, next month what the increase will be in December. Uh, our retirement and life, life insurance and disabilities reflects the addition of a staff member uh, that we transitioned to a salaried position. Our office equipment and supplies was reduced for no longer purchasing paper for bulletins. And we also reduced our coffee or our copy machine lease rental and our per page printing cost. Our online services were reduced to reflect um, the change in two of our online services that overlapped with other platforms we were already using. Um, we plan, I'm good. Oh, okay. We planned to resume our technology budget that we put on hold during the pandemic. Um, so we will resume that by updating Nikki and Nate's computers. Um, our building maintenance. At this time, we just did several major updates, um, including an air conditioning on the second floor and major windows. Um, so our monthly budget for building maintenance uh, is lower, but we do have, we will end this fiscal year with $11,215 in our building savings account if we were to have any large major building emergencies that were to come up. Um, we have added back the original children's ministry and high school and middle school youth group budget as they um, phase back in normal activities over the next year. Um, and our partnership budget is listed at $28,401, which is 7% of our contributions. And that will be distributed between the four categories by the elders. Um, this percentage and amount also does not include our warming center budget, our benevolence fund, or any of that additional spending that we get that is um, designated for um, benevolence or uh, warming center spending. Jenna, can I ask a question? When you say the building savings account. Yes. You said if we're successful with arts beats and needs, or are you saying that's included in that amount? The 11 so, yes. Arts beats and needs is included in that $11,215. We made, uh, I think it was 6,500 plus 
on Arts, Beats, and Eats this year. Okay. Which is about what I think we are capable of doing every year. So um, I think if we make our goal every year to be over $6,000, we should be able to achieve that because most nights we had Arts, Beats, and Eats, we filled our lot. It's just during the day that it varies so significantly. Um, these were a few common questions that we got from the elders and other uh, finance team members. Um, the snow is a large portion of our budget and next year we will um, reach out and get multiple uh, quotes from new companies. This year we went with the same company we did last year. Uh, our cost is expensive because we have our daycare, which is here uh, Monday through Friday and uh, all of our outside groups. So our facility has to be plowed and serviced seven days a week, normally before seven o'clock in the morning, which increases the cost of our uh, snow budget. It's important um, to note, Jenna, it's important to note for people that we did, you did go out and get competitive bids last year after we, so it wasn't like we, you're not doing it this year. We did it last year. We didn't see, you know, we got a reduction. We didn't see that much of a reduction. So I think it's probably important to note that. Yes, we did get, uh, I believe it was three bids last year. Um, and our current company uh, continued to be the lowest bid that we received. We've also built a really good relationship with them and they are able to accommodate our early morning need. So that is um, our online services. So we had a service that overlapped with in our accounting services. So we eliminated that and we also reduced our MailChimp subscription. Um, so we were able to lower that cost for the year. Uh, our telephone and internet are a large expense in our building. Um, we do have a shared workspace that has a designated internet uh, on the second floor. And the biggest cost is our landline in our elevator, which we have to maintain for building code um, so that we are able to use our elevator in a power outage or emergency. Um, we have to maintain that single landline in the building. Liv, do you have any other questions? Yeah, at our... Um... Yes. You know, the finance meeting about that, when you mentioned the 40 new giving units, so 10 new giving units a month. And I know Kathleen had asked, like, as a percentage, you know, she had no idea, do we have 100 giving units a month? And so that's a 10%, you know, increase that we're projecting or, you know what I'm saying? Do we have 400 giving units a quarter? And so the, it's a smaller percentage, like roughly, what are we looking at? What, what does 10 new giving units, I'm sorry, a quarter, you know, what does that look like? For us. Is that any I, I will look on Planning Center at what our quarterly average is. Okay. And I will let you know. 
And then I just had a question. I thought we talked about this before, but you know, even with the income in the budget projected for coffee bar donations, $3,000. So we've been in person, back in person for six months and we're projecting year end of $75. Do we think this next full year that, I mean, how did that even compare to prior years that we, how much we got in coffee bar donations? I mean, it's a small, uh, Normally our coffee bar donations were closer to like six or $7,000 is what we had it in. Um, so I cut that in half. Okay. Um, I think in the last five years, our my first year working here, it was a thousand dollars a month. That was the goal, mm -hmm. and we were close at that time. But now, currently, um, we I've just lowered it. That way, we reflect hopefully what we would like to receive in coffee donations. Okay. Do you have any other questions? Thank you, Liv. I think it's just... So the increase, I know you mentioned the increase in the partnership. I know for several years we had wanted to increase what we were giving out, but we did not in this past fiscal year, I can't remember, did we not, were we not able to give the full amount that we had budgeted for, you know what I'm saying, like the prior year, like that 18000 that's in there. Um, we, um, in the last two weeks, uh, <laughs> September, we gave out the remainder of the partnership money, which was the last thing that needed to go out, um, was the compassion partners money. So they gave out the last of that, um, I mean, we're on the four-year plan, Liv, to, I think, answer your question. The four-year plan was to get three, five, seven, ten. We're in the third year of that. That makes sense. So next year, we're slated to be at 10%. We did. So we did give out. We did give out the full amount this year. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And we will earlier this year, we were just trying to reorganize how, who is kind of running the, those were separate groups and they needed to just kind of be one yes. to let the four things go, even though it's distributed with amongst four things. And then the, I know you said, you know, there was a bit of a pause, Jenna, with benevolence, um, with that little committee or, you know, Ginny and some folks, I just didn't know if that was restarted or CBD still. We don't currently have a benevolence team but we are still giving benevolence funds to those within our community. Hopefully in the next year, we will be able to rebuild our benevolence team and then be able to offer that if there are members outside of our community that need funds. 
because it says the $200 just on our community care for general benevolence, but I know we have funds in the account. Yes. So we have, so this general benevolence that lists $200 is for um, Bo and Nate if they have someone who is like in need of a, a pay-as-you-go phone or a bus pass or something like that, that they um, can use that at their discretion with their American Express to fund um, something like that. But we do have a separate benevolence fund for larger requests. Right now, we're just keeping it within our Genesis group. And Jenna, you basically manage that, right? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. And they're small. But I mean, they're not huge. <laughs> so, anything else? No. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Do you guys have any questions? Thanks for coming. Who's there? Who's there? Is it your husband? <laughs> Uh, Abby and Ashley joined us. Oh, they wanted oh. to join the Cool Kids Club. Hey. Cool kids. <laughs> we can't see you. It's like phasing out. We can't actually. Oh, because oh, this, this weird setting. I know. It's like romantic lighting. <laughs> oh. All right. I never know who's watching. Thank well, you. I'll save right. this recording and we'll share it if it's necessary. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye.